Hey everybody, welcome back to this uh, companion podcast for the Summer Fruit Initiative at Good News in the Neighborhood. If you're watching it, thanks for joining me. If you're listening to it, thanks for joining us as well. I'm Pastor Luke and I'm here with my friend Christian Murray, our Outreach Director here at Good News in the Neighborhood. And what we're trying to do with these um, midweek podcasts is to try to kind of put a little detail or a little flesh around uh, these virtues that we're talking about on Sunday. And you came to mind, Christian, when I was getting ready um, to talk about patience. So we are, uh, every week, you know, there's a fruit that goes with, uh, there's a fruit that goes with the study. Now, I did find out when we were starting to shoot this that you are allergic <laughs> to the fruit. I am, in fact, allergic to pineapple. So you will not be eating a pineapple with me. Nope. Um, but this is what I got. <laughs> this is why pineapple kind of goes with patience. Pineapple takes time to ripen and requires effort to peel and to prepare. It symbolizes the patience needed to nurture our spiritual growth and to bear with one another in love. So you uh, are giving your time and energy to community outreach, mm -hmm. and you're a mom of four. Yes. Both of those things require quite a lot. Oh yes. Of patience. For sure. Tell us about how the Lord is cultivating that in you. I'm gonna try to get some of this pineapple going here. Oh my. Well, I mean, being a mom and a mom of four at various different ages, between two and 15 years old, and also being a wife, I think you have to have a lot of patience. Um, my time is not my time. My time is a lot of times their time. And so I think God has been develop me, developing me over the years um, mm -hmm. to really just live in the moment with my children and helping them grow and develop as little humans. So in the work that we're doing together, trying to help serve our community, um, we laugh all the time because mm -hmm. my instincts personally are towards everything happening you can say yesterday. Yes, right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're teaching me and we're learning that sometimes our desire to go full speed damages our ability to make a difference. Right. So you've learned a lot. Everybody listening to this has a desire. They're honed in at some level on our mission and wants mm -hmm. to make a difference in their neighborhood, their community. Yeah, absolutely. Why is patience such an important part of that? Well, I think, number one, people's lives, I think they're constantly living in the now. Um, and when you come alongside people, you can give them food, you can give them money, you can give them clothes. Of course, God calls us to those things, but life is a journey. And many people weren't raised in households where they were taught the, the distinct life skills in order to help them develop better lives as adults. Mm. And so as we are doing outreach, we want to really cultivate and harness the energy that God has given us to be able to develop programs and and do good work that we can help people harness the things that we have been given as kids um, and in our own families and being able to say like here you go we can give you this job program we can give you um, yeah. the resource that can help you get to the next level not just giving you the one thing I did it I did it <laughs> I got a piece of pineapple out with a plastic knife so when we're uh, thinking about what I just heard you say that I thought was useful, really useful, was if things became a problem over a long period of time, right. we're probably not going to solve them no, really, really quickly. No. And so as the Lord has been, um, <laughs> as the Lord has been growing you personally, yes. and you don't have to share all of your story, but the Lord's, you've, the Lord's brought mm -hmm. you through a lot of really great ups and some downs, and, right. 
and we're praising them all the same. Mm-hmm. But even just getting to this kind of season where you're serving at our church, I know, is the result of a lot of, there's the word again, patience. Absolutely. And I see you moving with such enthusiasm in this time because it's like the Lord brought you to our community at this right mm-hmm. time. Talk about what the process is like when you're when you're kind of waiting for God to come through in the way you're hoping him to, but he hasn't yet. Oh, wow. Um, man, so I have to start here. My dad's this a pastor. So good. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> my dad's a pastor. And I remember distinctly at the age of 14, he'd write me letters on my birthday. And he wrote in the letter, Isaiah 40, 31, they that wait on the Lord. And I felt like he knew like that was going to be my journey. That's and I awesome. have this letter still. And he always taught me. Um, because I come from a society where like people just, you want to rush, you have to make things happen today. So that's why people deal drugs. That's why people do prostitution. That's why people do all these different societal things that are not the norm because they need money now. But my dad always taught me that I have to be patient and wait on God. Um, and so my life has been great because I've had a great journey, but I also have had years of just personal turmoil. Well, it was just felt like I'm losing everything. And I'm like, God, I've been good. I've been, I've prayed. I've sang my heart out. I've, I've gone where you told me to go. And he, yet, and still he's blessed me in the end. And that's special because I could, I've realized as I look back, I've come from some hard, challenging things, but God has brought me here. And I can tell people in my family, like, I'm all the way in Chicago doing this particular thing. And they're like, how'd you get there? Wait, we don't have money to do this. You, why'd you study biology? We don't have money to do that. Who, who does that? But God has given me wonderful things, wonderful people around me who have blessed me because he knew like where I came from, they didn't have the ability. And so when I think about waiting on God, it has been such a hardship, but it's been such a treasure because I've seen God do wonderful things. So when I see it in my life, I can see it in other people's lives and I can tell them they can wait too. Thanks for trusting us with that. It's beautiful. Yeah. One of the things that you um, do that I really admire, you know, we have our small little church building here. Yeah. And we get a lot of people that come in off the street asking for help. Mm-hmm. And um, and so Kristen and I, my wife, will talk sometimes at the end of the day because there's not really a place you can go in this building to be like completely away. <laughs> yeah. It's thin walls. And so sometimes someone will come in and I see the way that rather than just try to get a gift card in their hand, get them out the door or point them to this agency or mm-hmm. this agency. One of the things I admire so much about the way that you minister to people is you linger with them. Right. You allow them to talk and connect and speak their story. And even when their story is a whole bunch of nonsense <laughs> that like is probably not yeah. exactly how they got to here. But it's something that I really admire mm-hmm. in you when people come and ask for help here at the church. You really exhibit a spirit of, here's the word again, mm-hmm. patience Maybe. with them. And I... Th- we're uh, often, we're all often, many of us are in a hurry. Yeah. And so it's like, we like the idea. I like the idea of being waiting mm-hmm. on people and letting them say everything that's in their heart. But I struggle yeah. sometimes not to interrupt. Yeah. It's a real gift that you have. You said, yeah, a little. <laughs> to say, yeah. You were like, did you hear that? I was, okay. like, I was like, sometimes I struggle to interrupt people. She was like, amen. Yeah. Oh. That was sweet. Um, we want to do that better. I want to do that better. I want to, this virtue that we're working on developing is how we're trying to get unstuck. Right. What's the spirit that you bring to those conversations with people um, that allows you to be so present and to linger with them in a patient way? 
I really feel like I have been voiceless sometimes in my life. And I feel like a lot of people, they feel like they're just not heard um, or family has cut them off. So they have nobody to talk to. They have nowhere to turn. They can go to an agency and they're doing this, give me your name, your you know, information, and, and they're sending them off, but no one's sitting and just listening to their story. And sometimes that's what people want to share. They have gone through so many trials in their life that they're just like, I just wanna be heard. I just want somebody to feel what I feel for just that moment. And I think a lot of times in society, when people are in poverty and when people are hurt, we'll put a Band-Aid on it and we'll send them off. But the reality is their life's a journey and is duplicated all around the world. It's nothing new, but people just wanna be heard. They wanna feel like they're a part of the community. That's why so many people have come here and they're like, I feel like people see me. I feel like people hear me. I feel like people love me. They're welcoming me. There's so many churches out here that are not welcoming people who are in poverty, who are low income, who are struggling. They just turn them away or they just write them a check, turn them away. And so I think what's special here that's growing here is that people feel love. You know what I'm saying? People so. feel yeah. like it's beyond generosity. It's just pure kindness. It's just pure like I can see God here. And we want to see God move in that type of way when we're talking with people, that they can experience that just love. So I want to push a little deeper in that. So you're sitting in a conversation with mm -hmm. someone, and um, my challenge sometimes is that I can kind of feel where we're headed eight yeah. paragraphs from now. And it's difficult not to like zone out to something mm -hmm. else that's important or to look at my phone or to try to like speed it along right. to where I can see where it's going. So take us like as as deep as you can, what are you kind of saying in your heart or saying in your mind or what a mantra or what's the thing that you're doing that's allowing you to just stay right in the conversation that you're with? Because what a powerful thing right there. Right. People experience us as loving Yes. when we are willing to be patient and listen. That's what you just said. Yes. And I'm just thinking like, I'm, as I'm hearing you say that, I'm thinking about all the people in my life, I want to give that to them more. I'm sure mm -hmm. the people listening are thinking, yeah, I want to give that to them more. Yeah. So, but when it's like right there in that moment, what are you saying to yourself to help your, to stay in that space of patience? I think honestly, it's just practicing quieting your brain. Um, a lot of people, like, uh, especially, like, think about people when they pray. People are like, I can't pray because my mind is just so busy. I'm thinking about other things. But you have to practice quieting your mind so that you can hear. And one thing I love to do is I love to stare people in their eyes and just let them talk. I don't say anything for a while. I just let them go. Because sometimes they just want to just spew all the things. Mm -hmm. And then when I've gotten to the point where I can say something, that where God, I'm able to hear God, and I'm also able to hear them, really hear their heart, then I can like just give them just a piece of advice or just tell them like, hey, we love you. We want you to, you know, we want you to succeed. Um, I think this is mostly hard in life when you have kids too, because they're all coming at you. But I tell them one at a time, you talk. One at a time, you talk. And I think that's what we do in our brain. You listen, listen here, quiet the space around you so that you can be present with people. What I think is so useful about that is um, I'm sure people have had that experience of like an hour where I was like kind of looking at my phone and kind of talking yeah. to somebody and kind of watching something on TV. And then you're like, wait, what? I have nothing. Yeah. Nothing happened. Yeah. But what I see you doing 
I mean, I'm just going to say for anybody that listen, this girl is moving. She's got four kids, all these different schools and places, and her and her husband are working different work schedules yeah. right now. And it's just like, I mean, there isn't some like three hours of what do I want to do right now? No. But yet at the same time, you're able to give the like, we're right here together right, right now, just doing this thing right now. Right now I'm having the experience right now as I'm talking to you that there is nothing else in the world other than mm. what we're doing right now. And that, um, I think that sometimes the reason we struggle to experience God the way that we want to is that we aren't patient. Right. Like, Lord, it was like, I mean, what do we mean? We sang a verse and a chorus and a verse and a chorus. We got to the bridge and I don't feel you yet. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like um, you're teaching me about that. So we've talked to kind of some maybe about the practical part, but also in our spiritual lives, how can we cultivate a little bit more of that patience to wait for God to work? Yes. I love what you just said there because I used to lead worship and at the end of a song, we would just linger and I would say one verse over and over again. It, like, for example, if we were singing a good, good father, we would stay right there and say, good, good father. And then I would minister through that moment of what good, good father is. People don't recognize the spirit because like you said, they're busy. I was trained to like, let's hone in on where the spirit is moving in this song. Let's hone in on where the spirit is moving in this scripture to minister you through what the song is saying. And so I put that practice too in my life where I'm like, okay, I read something or sometimes I'm listening to you preach and I'm like, okay, what are you saying right there, Lord? And I'll linger right there in that moment. Sometimes I look out to you by the second or third time you're listening to this sermon. I'm like, this girl must be bored. No. And I, and this, don't you... turn it into a compliment. Please don't turn it into a compliment. But No. But I literally, I'll listen to it the third time. And I'm like, okay, I didn't hear that the first time. It's like when you were taught to read in elementary school. You got to read it first. You just read it, read it a second time. You might pick up something, read it a third time. You begin to know it because that's how you get to understand the concept. I think God wants to come. He wants to like experience us in the same way. You can't just come to him one time and read the scripture one time and think you're going to know it. You got to do it the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time and stay right in there. It may take days, it may take weeks. That's what patience is, because I really want to know who God is. Awesome. I have been uh, so blessed by this conversation. I hope everybody else has been as well. And uh, if any of our other guests cancel, we may find you back before the end of this (laughs) list, because you happen to be in the building. Thank you so much for your help. And uh, everybody, thanks for hanging around. Come join us this weekend and uh, watch some more soon. Thank you. This is good news.